Blog Talk Radio. If it's smooth jazz, then the Jazz Queen and Mike Reynolds are talking about it on Talking Smooth Jazz, the smoothest show on internet radio. Your hosts, the Jazz Queen and Mike Reynolds. Hello and welcome to Talking Smooth Jazz. My name is Terry, a.k.a. The Jazz Queen. Mike will be joining us in just a little bit. Um, if you would like to join us in the chat room, please go to TalkingSmoothJazz.com and click on Nelson Ramjell's picture. That will bring you into BlogTalkRadio.com. Scroll down and you will see the trap the chat room. The phone number is 646-716-5485. 646-716-5485. I am excited uh, with, uh, for my guest today, saxophonist, flutist, Nelson Rangel, has released two new CDs simultaneously. One is called Red um, and the other one is called Blue. Nelson, welcome to Talking Smooth Jazz. Hi, Terry. Good to be with you. Thank you. Um, I'm excited to have you on. And let me welcome Joe from Germany in the chat room. Hey, Joe, good to see you. Um, Nelson, these two news releases, um, both at the same time, one is red, one is blue. Let's talk about red first and tell us about that disc. Okay, well, um, uh, it's important to say that red and blue were done at the same time because... Um, I felt that I had always kind of uh, reduced the flute tracks on every record that I'd mm -hmm. done in the past to just a couple tracks. So mm -hmm. I just was sort of frustrated with that, and I decided that, you know, I'm as much a flute player as a saxophonist and that the flute should get a dedicated CD. That said, um, I also, of course, love playing the saxophone, and the kind of music that I do on the two is somewhat different, I would say. So starting off with Red, my idea on the sax record was to sort of return to my roots, if you will, and that was uh, and is sort of contemporary jazz, if you will, that in some ways, Terry, maybe predated smooth jazz by kind of generationally, if you will, perhaps by kind of you know, one generation, if you will, of contemporary or commercial jazz. So it's a, it's kind of a throwback to some of the records that I really loved listening to for me, I guess sort of back in the day or whatever, but when I was just sort of coming up, and that would consist of, uh, you know, Crusaders records and Tom Scott records and David Sanborn records and Grover Washington records and so that's what I, I think that red sort of reflects the most. Okay. And, and then blue? Well, blue similarly, I think, is a pretty dynamic commercial jazz record that has a lot of different sort of stuff on it. I think it's all pretty commercial contemporary jazz, but it's also quite a diverse record. And uh, it has everything from Stevie Wonder to kind of classical adaptations on it of Maurice Ravel or Gabriel Fauré. And uh, it has a lot of different sort of stuff. It has some originals. And I think that all of this stuff, and both records are very accessible, very commercial, and maybe have a little bit more, I don't know, just a little bit larger quotient of improvisation maybe going on sometimes than a kind of a more classically smooth jazz record. Okay. Now you started playing the flute first and then you went over to the saxophone. Yeah, I started in uh, actually in junior high school just playing the flute and uh, that was just something that, that you know, one day I was lucky enough to have parents that were supportive and my whole family's musical and, uh, you know, it was either going to be the flute or the drums. So I think mm -hmm. that my parents were probably relieved, if you will, that the practice sounds coming from upstairs were, uh, were the flute and not me banging around on a drum set. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> and now, and then when you switched over to the saxophone, how old were you? Well, you know what, Terry, the saxophone and the flute 
are not that different. So okay. if you if you kind of can play one, you have a reasonable chance of sort of making your way with the other. They actually the the fingerings on both of them are similar, although of mm. course they're very different instruments and take a lot of practice each of them. But a lot of saxophonists sort of dabble in the flute. Anyway, because I played flute, it enabled me to play sax kind of fairly quickly on thereafter. And in high school, I started messing around on the saxophone as well as the flute. And by the time I got into college, I was really playing both of them very earnestly. So by playing more of the saxophone than the flute, did you find or feel that you have more commercial success playing the saxophone? You know what? I, it was just that I played both of them and, and mm-hmm. you know, was really, uh, I mean, I was a very dedicated practice person and I went to a music school, you know, for college. And then I went on to New York to kind of try to get a, a recording career going, truthfully. And um, because I was fairly skilled, I guess, on both instruments, I was um, getting musical opportunities, recording opportunities, studio opportunities, etc. on both instruments. And um, I think that the saxophone, I think that generally that has been regarded as, a, as an easier go commercially than the flute. But that was yeah. not my intent. That was not my intention. It's just that it sort of went that way and and you know what honestly i was a little frustrated sometimes that the percentage of stuff on my records couldn't include more flute playing but you know that was sort of the powers that be that was more Mm -hmm. their decision perhaps than mine Mm, also though you know terry it's Uh not always so easy on the same record um directionally and just in the flow of the record to include different instruments in the whole mix. Oh, you know, okay. That, 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 okay. That's not such an easy thing sort of to do. And so that's why finally when I just decided to take the opportunity to do a whole flute record, I just felt that it allowed for me to really do something that was more specific to that instrument and also kind of not get in the way of what I was doing on the saxophone record. Okay. Well, I have two, there are two saxophonists listening to the show right now. One is in the chat room. His name is Niamh Lyles. And the other one is on the phone. His name is Jay Henry. Jay, welcome. Well, thank you. Thank you, Terry. How's it going? It's going well. Meet uh, Nelson Rangel. Uh, Hi, how are you doing? uh, I'm great, Nelson. I have to say, uh, (laughs) this is like um, such an honor to uh, meet you, uh, I was telling Terry once before uh, that you were one of my initial uh, influences growing up playing. Um, uh-huh. I remember back to 1994 when I was 13 years old playing the saxophone and heard your uh, record, um, Let's Wait a While, which mm-hmm. was my introduction to your music and going on to the Destiny album with The House Is Not a Home and Grace mm-hmm. and... La Cuesta, the answer, you know, just listening to so many of your records, it uh, was really an influence on my sound and uh, what I developed to become uh, as an artist. And to this day, it's funny, I have cousins that actually call me Nelson Rangel, so it's um, such an honor to uh, meet you. Well, I'm very, very flattered. And, uh, you know, it's just... um from me to you, just one musician to another, man. So thanks so much. I'm flattered, and I hope we're both practicing hard. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure, man. That's cool. Absolutely, and hopefully we have the opportunity to either share the bill together or either collaborate on a song together in the near future. Wow, man. Well, you never know. It's uh, That would be fantastic. You know, even tomorrow I'm doing a, a recording for... Another saxophonist, very interesting, and uh, this is a fellow from Brazil, and it's an amazing wow. thing. Yeah, it's amazing nowadays that uh, you get connected, of course, via yes. this thing we're doing now, the internet, which is a whole, a whole new world, isn't it? And it really does connect people. And uh, yes. I will be doing this track for this guy, very nice fellow, and. Uh, 
you know, I, I was amazed by how really good the tune was that he sent me, and he's actually playing on it as well. And whenever a guy like yourself, um, you know, calls and, and or I talk with them or work on their music, it's, um, well, I always feel really lucky to do it and just sort of to pass something on. It's a, it's a pretty lucky job, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, that's for sure. So there you go. I, I hope that it happens someday. Likewise. Yeah, man. I'm very flattered. Thank <laughs> as you. Well as well I am. <laughs> Thank you so very much, Terry. You are you're so welcome. Thank you for calling in. Oh, no problem. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. All right, and so I have uh, two comments for you, Nelson, from the chat room. Um, Joe from Germany says he's always been a big fan, and he's happy that you have released new music, and he has a question. He wants to know, do you have a preference, sax or the flute, or does it depend on the song or the mood you're in? It's a good question, and my answer is that I do not prefer one to the other. Um, for me... They, and in fact, the saxophone, whether it's alto or tenor or soprano, all, all of these instruments, the flute and the piccolo, they have their different voice. And for me, they express different things, and they're capable of expressing different things. And um, it sort of depends on the flute, uh, excuse me, on the song more than anything else. And just getting my my head into playing that instrument for instance if i was just doing a record a recordings a whole record of tenor saxophone stuff i think that that would be different than for me than doing a record of alto saxophone stuff mm -hmm. so there you go it's really very song based for me and um and i think that what my friend in Germany will find is that the that the flute record blue and that the sax record are are um, it's I think it's interesting that it is the same musician. That's what I hope is unique about it, frankly, Terry, about this effort, is that it's the same musician and that you sort of hear different sides. Um, in this case, when I say this musician, it's myself, of course feels so funny talking about myself <laughs> it feels really weird but that is the that is the effort and that is the hope that you sort of hear the same guy doing some different things given the different uh, instruments and voices that he's utilizing mm -hmm, mm -hmm. now with the blue release the all flute is this your first all flute um, cd it sure is and mm -hmm. Um, you know what, Terry, people in more in the commercial or the smooth jazz world, you know what, Terry, a lot of the kind of flute stuff that I do is more, is often, um, how shall I say? I think that if you go back and listen to some of my, even my older releases up to now, I think mm -hmm. there's a lot of intricate stuff that gets played on the flute that especially is not um, typically, shall we say, kind of smooth jazz. A lot of times the flute numbers in particular sort of were more, um, I don't know what to say, sort of notier sort of, sort of output for me. And I think that they generally did not so typically ever fit into kind of more of a smooth jazz um, mood, you know, so... It's, um, you know, it's, it's important for me doing that, doing that now. And, you know, just letting it fly very honestly. I, I'm hoping that the Red Album sort of brings more of those listeners into the flute because I actually think that the flute record is a very accessible and, and listenable, you know, record from the beginning to end. I don't feel like it's some sort of jazz project that's really hard for people to get okay all right well let's take a listen to a track on the blue release and i'm going to play is it a omar is that how i would pronounce it 
You know what? It's it's ao ao mar, and that is oh. Portuguese for at sea. At sea. Ah, okay. All right. So tell me a little bit about this one, and I'll play that. You want me to tell you about the song? Yes, please. The song uh, is a beautiful piece that uh, I heard on one of my favorite composers' uh, CDs. This is a, a by a fellow named Vince. Mendoza, and I have loved, he is a composer and a conductor of, of the Metropole Orchestra in Holland. And um, this tune of his, some of the lyrics are essentially that, that I am at sea without you. Mm. And uh, it's a very romantic song, and the guy is kind of it's love lost, and he's saying that he hopes that she will come back to him because he is afloat and adrift at sea. Oh, wow. Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. All right. This is, it, pronounce it the is name a, of this. <laughs> it is romantico. Yes, very much so. Yeah. <laughs> pronounce is, the name know, again. Pronunciation is Almar. Almar. All right, here we go.
Very nice. That was from saxophonist, flutist, Nelson Rangel's new release, Blue. That was very, very nice. I like that. You know what? I, you know, Terry, thank you so much. And thank you for playing this. And what I feel, and what I felt just now listening to it myself, is that um, this sort of music, well, it, you know what? It sounds, was very pleased as I listened to it, and I feel like it's an honest and sincere sort of thing, and I know that when I play this sort of thing for all kinds of jazz audiences, whether they be contemporary or, or, or pop audiences, smooth jazz audiences, or straight-ahead jazz audiences, I feel that lovely music is lovely music, and that when we don't have quite so many divisions, and when we just listen to stuff, it really, if we if we have a little bit of patience, it allows for people to cross over very, very easily, actually. It's not difficult. I think it's quite accessible music. And so I just hope perhaps these efforts will break down a few barriers with people, and if they're listening and having a glass of wine, it'll occur to them that it's <laughs> that it's really pretty music, you know. That's my hope. Okay. Now, the you other saxophone... Much like your reaction just now. Yes, yes. And plus the yeah. story behind the song is beautiful. You know, you know so. what? I'm going to blog on my... <coughs> excuse me. I'm going to blog on my website. I don't do anything fast, Terry. It's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, though, good Lord. That's a whole other mm. story. But what I would say is I do think these stories for people, perhaps, and why did you do a piece of music, or what was your feeling about it? Mm -hmm. I think, and thank you for this sort of an interview, because I think that when people are invited in a little bit, well, it just gives them, it just gives them a, a good little feeling of sharing and understanding, and they're more open to something, I think. Yes, yes. Yeah. Okay, um, my co-host Mike has just joined us. Mike, welcome. Hey, Terry. Hey, uh, Nelson. How are you guys today? We're great. So, um, Nelson, the other saxophonist that I mentioned uh, listening is Neaman Lyles. He is in the chat room, but he is also called in. Hey, Neaman. How's it going there? Hi, how are you? Meet Nelson Rangel. Well, how's it going, Nelson? I'm doing great. Your name is Ming? Neaman. Gosh darn it. You know, it's not so easy over the phone. I want you to say it one more time for me. No problem. Knee, amen. Me, amen. That's a cool Like you name, say your man. knee, and then you say amen like you're in church. Me, amen. There yeah. you go. Yes. That's a great <laughs> name, man. That well, when I was I, younger, I always used to think that Nelson was sort of an unusual name. I didn't know another kid who had that name, you know? And it took me a long time... You know, then when I got a little older, I thought it was cool that I had a unique name, you know. Mm -hmm. I have to say, I've never heard me Amen before, but that is a cool name. Well, thank you. I, uh, I've Googled it, and I've only seen one person in the United States other than myself with that name. Dude, I think there's only nine people in the world who have that name. <laughs> and, you're, and you're one of them. So, so there you go. Well, it's a great name. Uh, I, I just want to tell you, um, actually, we've met before. You were out in Arizona about 12 years ago doing a clinic at Glendale Community College for Dave Schmidt, and um, you came in there, and you were teaching the kids, and I was one of the kids that was there. Um, you came in, and you were just playing playing so great, and then you even played Giant Steps for us on a read. <laughs> you just brought a read for somebody who started playing, and uh, you've always been a, just a, a huge influence as, on me as a player. And I appreciate you doing this interview. Um, you, you just, you never cheat it. You always play for real. doesn't matter what you're doing. You always sound great. And I'm just, uh, I can't tell you like how much time you and I have spent together, me sitting in there listening to your records and learning how to play. So I feel like I kind of already know you. Um, if you're just, you're just a, a, a great player and you always put out great music and uh, I just really appreciate you. Well, me, Eamon, that that means a lot to me. And it means so much to me. And thank you for the kind words. And uh, we're all a community now, man. I mean, we're really maybe more than ever. And again, just this is a new experience for me.
talking to someone like Terry and to Mike, and that she's um, been very gracious giving me this interview. And I feel like we're all having to really try to connect with one another and really put our best foot forward to just keep the enthusiasm and for this kind of music, you know, this kind of jazz music um, alive, I think. So I sure think there's a community for it. That's what I'm getting from all of this. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. You know, and I was, um, I saw you live for the first, very first time. Um, it was some years ago. You played in Fairfax, Virginia at a mall, and uh, it was with Wayman Tisdale. And I'll never forget that performance, and uh, it was a great performance that both of you guys put on. And, uh, I mean, ever since I saw that performance, I've been a Nelson Rangel fan. I mean, just awesome, definitely. That's very sweet of you. And you know what, man? Dig this. Is this Mike who just said that? Yes. Mike, do you know that I remember about that performance? First of all, I remember Wayman. I remember his young saxophonist, who was Mike Phillips, if you mm-hmm. remember this kid. You know, because I was wondering, like, I was wondering, who's this guy? <laughs> you know, and he was so young. And I remember that Wayman was so nice. And I remember that there, standing in the audience, I looked over, and it was Tom Schumann from Spyro Gyra, you know. And, again, it's just that sense of community. And you just, uh, it's just a lovely thing, man. And I have felt so lucky, just in my little way, the, the reality that now I'm 53 and that I've been making a living as a musician and getting to play for people. I have felt very privileged, and and I I feel privileged just to be talking to you guys today. It's incredible, really. Yeah, it is uh, our well, our we're the ones that are feeling privileged right now. So thank you. Well, it's it's all good. It's it's nice to be able to play this music. It's nice that me a man, you know, says what he what he just did and. That's been a little bit of the effort with these uh, new CDs is to do stuff that is commercial stuff. And But, you know, by commercial, I really mean hopefully that it is generous stuff. Mm-hmm. and that. But at the same time, I really want to be playing for real, as me, Amen, as me, Amen said. And that is sort of a goal. And so it's... Um, you know that's what I'm. That's what I'm hoping got accomplished with these with these records, and uh, so it's nice to be able to share them. It's nice that people are taking the time to sort of listen, because I I actually feel sometimes that we're a little bit of a we want something spoon fed to us so much in like 15 or 20 seconds that I think if we'll just listen just a little bit more, we might even be more gratified by a piece of music that just by having a little bit of patience and letting the story unfold a bit. All right. Okay, so, well, <clears throat> excuse me. Well, me I just Amen, make one more comment. More? Oh, so yeah, go right ahead. Yeah. Well, um, Nelson, uh, he's just talking about this community, and um, I just want to mention that he's been a leader of this community for a long time. Um, and um, I also wanted to mention to him, when he came into that clinic, the, the students played, and I was one of the students that played for him. He may not remember me. That's okay. But he he looked at me and he says, hey, you're going to make it, kid. And I'm actually, he may, you may not know Nelson, but I'm actually on the smooth jazz scene. I've been on the billboards. And every day I wake up, and it doesn't matter what I'm listening to that's, that's, that's happening right now. Uh, I'm always throwing in your records and David Samber records constantly. <laughs> and it's always, it's always fruitful. It's always, it doesn't matter how old the records are there's always new information and there's new things that I learned from it. And I just, I just really appreciate you uh, before I get off the phone here. Thank you for encouraging me uh, just as a young person and thank you for your great music. Thank you for being a leader in this community. Um, You're just a great guy, man. You're just, you're just doing a lot of things for a lot of people with just the saxophone and the flute. I mean, it's crazy. Well, you're very sweet, Mame, and and I want to say something to you. I mean, keep going. It's fantastic that you're making your way. And also, you know, man, this is a big chain, isn't it? And it's funny, uh, you mentioned Dave Sanborn, and, you know, I so listened to, to him, and I so listened to Tom Scott and to Michael Brecker and to Hubert Laws 
and to think that now I'm making a little bit, you know, of my own contribution in that chain, well, that's the name of the game, man. And you're going to do exactly the same thing. And, you know, it's just guy to guy, musician to musician, person to person. And we're just going to keep this thing going. That's all. Mm. Well, thank you so much. God bless you guys. I'm just going to listen offline here. Uh, Thank you, Nelson. God bless you, man. Thank you, Nathan. And, uh, Nelson, there is another saxophonist who lists you in his bio has an influence. His name is LeBron Dennis. Um, He was not able to call in today, but he also lists you has an influence. Well, isn't that a nice thing? And it's incredible for me to think that maybe I've helped out a few guys along the way. But, I mean, that's just wonderful. And I'm still practicing hard to just get better myself and increase increasingly um, try to find my own voice all the time on these instruments and improve, you know, so mm-hmm. if we're just all doing that. Then we're, then we're doing the right thing, you know? Okay. Um, I have another question for you from the chat room, but I'm going to play another song first um, before I ask the question, Ollie. Um, I'm going to play a song from the red release and it's called mm-hmm. some next grace. Tell me about this one. Oh, you know what this is about? A long time ago, you might remember from the Destiny record, I wrote a song with Chuck Loeb called Grace. And what that tune was about was just that we all, that we're all, we have to remember that we're just lucky, you know, every day that we're healthy. And it seems like a kind of a simple thing, but in my own life, I forget it all the time. And I, I waste a lot of energy sometimes with all kinds of things. And if you can just sort of affirm that you're glad to be here and that you feel graced and it's great to have another day and that nothing is promised, this is an important thing. And so I wrote an, another song with my friend Jay Rowe, who's kind of with Ken Navarro and with special effects. And he's, he plays keyboards with just about everybody these days. And he's been a great friend of mine for like 30 years since we were kids. And we wrote this tune called um, Some Next Grace. And what it's about is that we might even be very unaware on any given day and in any given minute of something that's happening that is benefiting us, just some next grace that's going on. So it's sort Mm -hmm. of a continuation of that theme, just of being thankful and remembering that nothing is promised. Wow. All right. Here is Some Next Grace.
that was beautiful. That was Some wow. Next Grace from Nelson Rangel's Red Release. Oh, that was absolutely yeah. beautiful. I like that one. That really was mm -hmm. really nice. I like that. Yes. So I have a couple of comments from the chat room about that song. Um, Niamin says, you can hear your heart in every note. And Joe says, isn't that why we love his music so much? Beautiful. Yeah. Just beautiful. Well, that just really pleases me. I don't even know what to say. It sounded nice <laughs> to me over the phone. So thanks so much, you guys. That's that's great. Thanks for playing that. That's not oh. one that that's not one that I think always kinda that's not the sort of thing nowadays that, that so often gets played. And so mm -hmm. thank you for enjoying that. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Ollie says this man is smooth. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I'm smooth and I'm lumpy too, you know. Yeah, <laughs> like so. wow. I know I came in pretty late, and I, I know I don't know if Terry already asked this, but you know your last release was um, in uh, what 2006. So uh, you know now that you released these two CDs, what, what was the um, why why the long wait, and, and what was the process like in, in determining that you wanted to put CDs out now? Was my last release really that long ago, eight mm -hmm. years ago? <laughs> yes, <laughs> soul amazing. to souls. <laughs> well, I'll answer it this way. I, I've been, I am not the world's most um, go-getter guy, you know? I'm sort of not, and by the way, that's for, that's for better or for worse. I don't know whether that's a great trait, but... I've sort of been living my life, and I've been very lucky, again, to, you know, make enough of a living that we, we do fine, um, and um, I've just had enough gigs and enough stuff that I guess my drive, everything has its time, Mike, and so I guess that I was lucky enough just with gigs and getting to play and do different things that... Um, well, I guess I was taking my time doing some more recordings, wasn't I? I wasn't I wasn't aware that it had been eight years. I wasn't aware of that, man, that it been that it had been that long. That's mm. incredible, right? Like it didn't mm -hmm. even cross my mind that it had taken that long. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, well well, I like what what came out of that uh, long way so that that uh, track right there was uh, phenomenal, so Yeah. Very well, nice. You know, you know, man, thank you for that. And there's there's just so much. Um, again, there's different things on both of these CDs. You just sort of have to make your way through them. I'm, I'm happy and proud. Proud is kind of a word that I shy away from a little bit, but I'm, I'm happy with all of this stuff. All of this was very sincere for me on these records. And you know what, Mike and Terry... That includes the tunes that are a little gnarlier, shall I say, a little curvier. And, you know, you'll have to kind of check those out, too, because I think there's a lot of different sort of information and different feelings in these CDs. And, you know, I also found out that doing two CDs at the same time, man, that was no joke either. And I, <laughs> I have to say, I... For all those years in between, as I was doing two things at the same time, I was sort of wondering, man, this was a lot of work, you know? Yeah. Um, I'm not sure I would have... I'm glad I did it now that it's done, but man, I, you know, now I'm, I hope I'll be encouraged and inspired to do some more CDs before another eight years goes by, <laughs> let's put it that way. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Uh, we're talking to saxophonist and flutist Nelson Rangel. He has released two new CDs. One is called Red, which is all saxophone music, and the other is called Blue, which is all flute music. And that was Ollie's question from the chat room. Where did the titles come from? I'm going to, well, I'm going to make you guys laugh. It's just like two sides of things. And to be really honest, at one point I thought about naming the record one record blue uh, red state and the other record blue state uh -huh. and, and the funny thing about that was that it wasn't necessarily political it was just sort of a little kind of a play on words it, it just had to do with two-sidedness or different sides of the same thing 
you know, blue state, even kind of a blue state of mind, you know. But um, my wonderful wife, as she so often does, just sort of told me to simplify stuff and, you know, kind of not do all this crazy stuff that maybe, like, people would take the wrong way or who knows what. So they just got simplified, and I just thought these little simple titles, red and blue, and there it is, you know. Oh, okay. Jay has another question for you. Go ahead, Jay. Okay. My question is, Nelson, um, do you have a album that you recorded? Um, and I always wonder this. Uh, I, I'm a growler on the horn, too. <laughs> and you, your, your uh, growl on your horn is, like, impeccable, especially on uh, the song Grace on your Destiny album. Mm. Mm, where do, where does your growl come from? Because it's like it's like unparalleled to any other growl that you'll hear on the sex. Well, you know what? I want to direct you to two guys who were huge on the alto. Obviously, David Sanborn was a huge influence on me. Mine as well. Yeah, sure. And the way that he would emote notes and the growl that you're talking about—that's sort of a it's like a multiphonic, isn't it? It's a, it's kind of yeah. like a undercurrent of sound to the note. And so I got the effect just by listening to Sanborn and listening to Brecker, and I'll, I'll make you laugh a little bit, and by banging my head against the wall all the time and making all these awful sounds anywhere I was, trying to get that growl thing to happen, you know, because I just thought it was so cool, and I thought it yeah. was so emo- and I thought it was so emotional. Yeah. So for sax and for saxophonists, that it usually happens, of course, up in the altissimo when you're not playing uh-huh. a note. Cl- yeah, when you're not playing a note cleanly. Uh, by cleanly, I mean when you're trying to get that extra kind of thing, that little layer yeah. underneath happening. And then I found out that around D, C sharp, C on the instrument, that you could get that effect too. And then I found out you could sort of get it all over the instrument. Yeah. So my my advice to you or is um, or to anyone who's listening who's interested is just that that is simply a thing of hearing it and just sort of pursuing it pursuing the sound you hear in your head and one day for some reason you can just do it whereas the day before you couldn't and that's the yeah. nature of practice i really it's hard to explain how one day you're able to do something that just the day before you couldn't but it's like, just keep hearing it, man. And if you hear it, and if you just keep messing around with your embouchure, one day you'll wake up and it'll just happen. It sounds like it's already happening for you. But guys ask me about that technique a lot. And I, I call it the bang the head against the wall technique. It's just keep doing it until it happens. And one yeah, day because it it's, uh, it's so much uh, you and uh, Dave Sanborn. Uh, I, I'll tell you, like, you were my introduction to uh, Kirk Whalum, Najee, uh, Dave Sanborn, and everyone else. When I tell you, uh, the, the first person I listened to, of course, which everybody knows is Kenny G, but um, as I started getting more into it, then I, uh, when I heard uh, your um, Playing for Keeps album with uh, Let's Wait a While, that was my introduction to you. And from there on, it was like, okay. And it's so funny, uh, I often get, uh, I oft- often hear that I'm a, uh, uh, reminiscent of yourself and Dave Sanborn on the horn, so you know, I, like like I told you before, you were such a huge influence on my well, uh, playing style. Yeah, well, I'm so flattered by that, and I, you know, I, all of us owe a real debt of gratitude to Sanborn. Of course, was a hugely influential, hugely influential player on so many young modern contemporary players, and. Um, you know, um, you just want to give a tip, tip. You want to tip your hat to David Sanborn and to Michael Brecker, yeah. who was one of the greatest of all time. Ooh, yes, Lord. And what's that? Oh, yeah, that's just a whole other story, isn't it? And, <laughs> and you know, it's it's a continuing effort for me too, to, to particularly on alto, to really, um, as I'm getting older, frankly to just kind of really try so hard to put my own stamp on something and pay tribute to to people like David or Tom Scott, who are huge influences on me, 
but to always remember to honor them by trying to also do something that, while people can say that was an influence, that you're not only just trying to cop their thing, but come up with your own thing. Exactly. Yeah. And still paying tribute, you know. I mean, if people were, um, it was once said about Charlie Parker that Charlie Parker could, you know, charge every saxophonist who came after him with plagiarism if he wanted to, you know. So, yes. You know, so we all pay our debt to guys who came before us. That's for sure. Absolutely. I also want to tell you a funny, funny story. You know, I know all of the, a lot of these guys from when I was young, and Najee and I went to school together. We went to college together. And, man, I remember Najee. I'd be the guy who'd be down there on a Saturday night, you know, down there in the dungeon of the school practicing, right? And and Najee would come in. And Najee, man, was working a job, too. He was going to school, and I think he was working a job for UPS because he was that dedicated, man, and he was paying his school bills and stuff. And, man, that guy would come down late at night, too, and practice. I'd see him down there. We used to go and have cheesecake together. Or, excuse me, carrot cake together. Isn't that something? So all these things. And I remember Kirk Whalen when he was just coming up and when he came through town. And he was just as nice a guy then as he is now with all the wonderful things that have happened to him. Wow. All right. Yeah. Well, thank you, Jay. Thank you, Terry. Oh, sure. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep you on the line, Jay. Okay. All right. Well, I just had a question, too, to kind of piggyback on what they were just talking about. Uh, Nelson, I, you know, everybody knows you as well for your whistling. I've oh. never seen a guy whistle the way that you do and, and make it sound like you're actually playing an instrument. So how did that come about? And, and uh, have you, you know, I know, I know you've heard over the years that, yo, you know, I've never heard somebody whistle like that. You want, I'll tell you, man. First of all, there's a whistling tune on blue, and it's a Yobi, uh, Antonio Carlos Yobim tune called Children's Games. And um, the original had whistling on it. And I thought it was such a quirky, just such a quirky, trippy sound, man. That, um, on, and so I had to do that tune, and I, I like our version of it a lot on blue. And also to answer you, one day, um, I just whistled something at a at a bar. You know, I was just playing somewhere, and instead of playing a piccolo solo, I just started to whistle. And man, the whole place got quiet. Can you believe this? You know, I remembered I was a kid. And do you know that ever since that day, people asked me to whistle, and I've often, and that's really how that happened. I sort wow, of started it. I just did it like as a joke, or, or not even as a joke. I just did it because that's what I was moved to do, just at a moment in time. And people always ask for it, and so I've thought about it. And I think that people like that whistling because, one, I think it's a kind of a novel sound. It's unique. And, you know, also I think people trip that the guy is whistling. That's, mm -hmm. you know, it's kind of a trip to watch someone do that because, one, because people think it's maybe so crazy or something. I don't know. But, and also, but on a little deeper, deeper level, I think it's human because everybody can whistle, you know. And so to see someone stand up in front of a thousand people or something and whistle, I don't know. It's just like a little thing that everybody can share. That's my, that's my best guess at it. As to why people like it so much. Okay. That, that's kind of a funny thing, though. You know, it. You know, it's a. It always kind of kills me that people like it so much. You know. Okay, uh, we have about six minutes left, but I have to share a quick little story with you, Nelson. Uh, my favorite song by you is "Turning Night Into Day," and. Oh, that was a good um, one. Yes, and Mike and I went to the Capitol Jazz Fest in 2009, and um, on my way, uh, on the plane, leaving out of Baltimore, we were delayed, and I missed my connecting flight in New York and ended up having to spend the night at, at the JFK airport. But they were playing, the airport the was playing. One of the best days of your life. 
Oh, yeah. And I couldn't believe together. that there were no other flights going out that night. So, yeah. wow. but they were playing smooth jazz music over their um, uh, system and they played Turning Night Into Day. And I'll never forget that. I will never forget that. So, yeah. Wow. So it, you and I turned night into day together that day, didn't we? Because you were at yes, we did. Airport <laughs> all night long. I, my, I'm sorry. No way. What you gonna <laughs> it's do? not your fault. <laughs> it wasn't. Yeah, I enjoyed. I mean, I did enjoy having to spend the night, but when that came on, no. that helped. You know, well, that helped. So, I hope yeah. so. Turning night into day. All right. Well, Mike, do you have any more questions? No, no, I'm good on the questions. No, I'm good. He answered my my one question that I always wanted to ask him about the whistling. So he's answered that. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah. Nelson, well, it has been such a pleasure. Oh, it's a pleasure for me, and I I hope you'll stay in touch. And thanks for, you know, thanks for playing this music. And I will say to you guys, I I don't think these records are quite. I know that they're kind of outside of the mold a little bit, but I think. I think there's a lot of I'm I'm happy with them and I feel they tell a real story so you know relax with them and check it out I think you'll hear a lot of different stuff in them. Yeah. Well let everyone know where they can find you on the social web. Okay, here goes. And this is important. First of all I want everyone to know that my my social networking chops and <laughs> it does not it does not come easily to your friend Nelson. This this talking to people i enjoy it for some reason i'm not that good at the internet thing it's hard for me but i'm gonna okay. get better so just okay. look, look <laughs> keep looking at the facebook thing that band page is me that's me and keep keep encouraging me you know like come on nelson do this thing and i will i have a nice new website i'm going to blog so people will know some of my thoughts and go check out cool. the music Stay with me, guys, because I'll, I'll, I'll get it happening. All right, cool. sounds good. I can't wait and to I see you on the East Coast. I What's have that? to agree with you on the website. The website is beautiful, NelsonRangel.com. Really nice website. Very nice. Yeah, it's going to improve and improve and improve too. And again, I have to tell you, I've never been that good with. I know I've been downright lame, frankly, with the social networking. <laughs> also, by the way, I want people to know, and this is important. Um, the records have just come out, and there were, I hate to say it, and it just pains me, there were some, there were some faults that happened with how the distributor got the records out, but they are being corrected, they have been corrected digitally, and Amazon and everything will have the physical copies in just like about four or five days, so go ahead and order the records, and they'll back order them for you, and you will get them, but man, if you can imagine how how much I tripped when I heard that there were some okay. mistakes that had been made. But it's it's okay. I think that everything is cool now. Go over, check them out. You can check them out on my website, on iTunes, on Amazon, and everything will be cool. Stay, stay okay. with me, even though I'm arriving late all the time. <laughs> I am arriving. <laughs> yeah. and, and I don't know if you heard me, but I, I was saying that I can't wait to see you on the East Coast. We'd love to see you again out here on the East Coast. You know what? I'm going to get it going again. You're talking to some guy who's like, has always been weirdly kind of complacent with the whole thing, just because that's just sort of me in some funny way. But I'm going to get on the stick more, and so I, I hope to be out there and playing more and more and more for people, because I, I do very much love it. So okay. there you All go. All right. All right. Well, thank you so much again. Um, it's been a pleasure having you on the show, and um, much continued success to you. Yes, I'll look definitely. To, hey, I'm going to look forward to seeing you both, and I'm I'm truly honored. Thank you for giving me the time. Oh, it is our pleasure. It is our pleasure, okay. definitely. You have a good day. See you down the line, guys. All right. Bye bye. Bye bye. All right, we got a little less than 60 seconds to go. That was Nelson Rangel. He has two new releases, Red and Blue. You can find that on find them on his website, nelsonrangel.com, iTunes, and Amazon. Thanks to Jay Henry and Nieman for calling in. Thank you guys so much. Joe from Germany, Ollie, thanks for hanging out with us in the chat room. Mike, I will talk to you in just a little bit. Um, yes. You've been listening to Talking Smooth Jazz with your host, the Jazz Queen. And Mike Reynolds. And we look forward to talking smooth jazz with you again next time. Until then, keep it smooth. 
Thank you for listening to Talking Smooth Jazz. Please visit our websites, TalkingSmoothJazz.com and Mastermind-Entertainment.com. Join our Facebook fan and group pages and follow us on Twitter at Jazz underscore Queen and The Daily Grind. That's T-H-A Daily Grind.